Hello, everyone. This is Rick Thomas, and you're listening to the Life Over Coffee podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, this is episode 352. The title of this episode is an update about Rick's COVID journey, healing, and future plans. I feel compelled to give an update. This is not something that I'm comfortable about because it's not the direction of our ministry. What I mean by that, the direction of our ministry is not to talk about ourselves and to promote ourselves and to put ourselves out there. The direction of our ministry is to love God and love others more. And so as you read the content on our website, for those of you who are quite familiar with it, you know that that content is decidedly about helping people, about exalting the name of Christ, and about reaching out and helping people with whatever struggles that they may be going through. I say that as an apology because this podcast will be different, and I do accept the tension, and part of the tension is I don't like talking about myself. This is not something that I am comfortable with, but I'm also aware that many of you love our ministry, and you've been following our ministry for years, and many of you have asked, and so it kind of puts me in a position to where to where. I have to talk about this, my COVID journey, endlessly, or I can just knock it out at one time. And so I decided the best thing that I can do is just give you a complete update as I understand it, present it to you, and then whenever folks ask, we can just refer them to uh, this podcast and they can hear what I'm saying right now. You can also look at the show notes for episode 352, and then that will release me from uh, having to restate this over and over and over again. Now, all of you who have been sick for an extended period of time, you know exactly what I'm talking about, whether you've gone through a miscarriage or some other uh, uh, health issue, health crisis in your life, you have people who love you and they want an update. And most people tend to think uh, that, you know, they're the only ones that's asking you for the update, but you have to retell the story repeatedly over and over again. I'm not saying that as a complaint at all. I don't feel burden in my spirit whatsoever. I don't uh, feel any uh, any frustration uh, at all at this juncture regarding me and and COVID. I'm just stating factually because I know most of you have have been there, and I do recognize that I have an advantage that I can do a a podcast. I can give a complete update, and I can move on. And so I do rejoice in that because there are a lot of people who are part of our ministry at this point in time, our community, and they are hurting with various things that's going on in the culture. And I had rather spend my time talking about them, talking to them than talking to myself. And so there is an apology, but I do uh, want to give an update because people do care. They do love us, our ministry. They love Rick and Lucia, and they want to know. So I'm going to share what happened, 
where I have been uh, for the past 30 days and then where I am today. And I trust uh, that this will answer nearly all of your questions. Now, as always, uh, if you want to talk to me and our team, then I would encourage you uh, to come to our uh, community forums on our website because I don't spend time on social media. I don't see stuff on social media. I don't put stuff on social media. Uh, anything about us or our family or personally, that's just not a place we go. We use social media for one purpose only, and that's for the exaltation of the name of Christ and trying to reach people with the practical message of Christ. However, we do uh, don't we don't want to hide uh, under a, a, a rock, and so we do have forums, and people have been commenting on our forums for the past month, specifically about my COVID, and they're very much updated. And that is the place that if you're really interested in what's going on, our forums is the place to go because that's where we spend our time. If you want to read these show notes, I have everything I'm going to share with you in a bulleted uh, fashion. I'm going to talk about contracting COVID. Then I'll talk about my COVID symptoms. I will touch on to vax or not to vax. And then I'll give you a current health and future update. So those are my primary talking points. And you can read the bulleted list if you wish. And you can find that Again, episode 352, it's titled Update about Rick's COVID Journey, Healing, and Future Plans. Now, before I get into this, I do want to give you a warning, a stern, strong warning. Uh, You haven't done anything wrong, so this is not about you. This is about us and what our ministry is about. The mission of this ministry is to provide life-changing resources that equip Christians to help others. That is our mission statement. We provide life-changing resources that equip Christians to help others so that those Christians can go out and help others, either help other Christians or perhaps in an evangelistic type way to help people to come to know Christ. But our mission uh, statement is that we exist to provide life-changing resources that equip Christians to help others. What we do not do is offer medical advice in any way, shape, or form. For example, if you were to come here and ask, should you get a vaccine? There's no way that we could answer that question for you. We would not suggest that you get a vaccine or suggest that you don't. In fact, I have just did the last podcast I did was titled, What's the Big Deal with You? Get the Vaccine Already. For those of you who have listened to that podcast, you understand why the title is as it is. Uh, but the bottom line with that podcast is you have purposeful freedom. We would not tell you to get a vaccine. We would not tell you not to get a vaccine. That is not within our uh, missional responsibility, and we are not trained to give medical advice. And so if you are experiencing adverse symptoms, whatever those symptoms are, they're adverse, they're abnormal, they're out outside of your normal 
day-to-day way of, of feeling physically, then we strongly urge you to seek a health care provider that you trust. Do not trust us when it comes to medical advice. And if you come and ask for it, we will not give it to you because, again, that is not our responsibility. Our ministry scope is to provide biblical advice according to our understanding and practice of the Bible. We do not provide medical advice. For example, taking the vaccine or not, it falls outside our purpose and our scope. I am not dodging anything here. I talk to people privately about all sorts of things medically, but as far as a ministry is concerned, we're not going to go there. And so I do want to give that strong and clear warning. And what I just shared with you is written out uh, at the head of the show notes here in episode 352. And so you can read that if you wish. Now, I think it's also important to understand that uh, it, contracting COVID, uh, the journey is different for everyone. It is a unique journey, as all sicknesses are. Perhaps this past winter, or maybe even this summer, I don't know, but in your local church, you know, you have 10 people with the common cold, and all of them manifest the common cold differently. All of them iterate differently. All of them have different symptoms, and the length of time that they are sick is different. And so it is important that you understand that specifically as I began to go down my symptom list, some of the things that I experienced. This is not a list that suggests that you have COVID. I am just sharing with you some of the symptoms as I remember them, as I went through them over the past 30 days. And so again, don't make uncharitable comparisons. You can just listen as I share with you what I went through, but whether you have COVID or not or anything else, I would have no clue, and I would not even suggest that, and if you're, if you're feeling anything physically that's adverse of how you normally feel on a day-to-day basis, well, then I want you to find medical help immediately. Please do not read or listen to my symptom list and, and think that you're free and clear of COVID or that you have COVID. I mean, honestly, at least four out of five of our family members probably had COVID, the best that we understand it, over the past uh, 30 days. But each situation was different from mild to severe. Two of our children had headaches, and I'm not even sure if they had COVID or not. Within a couple of days, they were fine, and life went on for them, and it was just a non-issue. Uh, Lucia contracted COVID uh, when we were in Laredo, Texas. Uh, we assume she did. She never got tested. 
tested, uh, but within a few days, uh, she was feeling better. But then I began to take on the symptoms that she had, and I did. I was tested, and I, and I did have COVID. And of course, my uh, symptoms and my experience was extremely uh, more severe than what our two children went through with mild headaches. And again, I'm not even suggesting that they had COVID. And then, of course, what Lucia went through for a few days. Nevertheless, we were in Laredo, Texas from August the 4th uh, through the 8th. I have an ongoing relationship with a gentleman uh, in Laredo, Texas that I've been coaching from a business perspective uh, since 20, 2012, 2013, something like that, about eight years and so we have an, a, a long-standing relationship that has been going on for a while. And he's also a Chick-fil-A operator, and he just built a, they just built a new facility in Laredo, Texas, even though he has been a Chick-fil-A operator for almost 30 years now. And so he's been in the system for a while. He got a new building. He wanted me to come down and to pray at the grand opening ceremonies in Laredo, Texas, and then also speak uh, at those at their church, which I, I did those things, and we had other meetings going on as well. Laredo, Texas is a border town. We were about three miles from the border, and of course, we drove downtown Laredo, Texas, which is right on the border, and so that was our experience from August the 4th to uh, August the 8th. That was like a, a Wednesday through a Sunday. On Sunday evening, August the 8th, I started feeling a little bit odd. Uh, Lucia wasn't feeling well, and we weren't sure what it was. Part of it, we were thinking that we had been traveling uh, this summer. We have been uh, north of 10,000 miles uh, traveling uh, all over the country, specifically the Midwest and and, and west and and then of course in texas and so we have been somewhat exhausted due to all the speaking engagements i mean we've been if at one stint we were on the road for 27 days something like that we came home we were home for a couple of days then we flew out uh, to Ohio, I believe, we came home, uh, we were home for two more days, and we went to Laredo, Texas, and so forth. And when you travel a lot, as we tend to do, uh, sometimes you can pick up things, and so it's hard to tell, I mean, you know, this too will pass, and so you just move on, you wait it out until, uh, until, until, you, until you need to do something else. And so we weren't exactly sure what was going on, but by Monday, August the 9th, the symptoms really started kicking in full force, and I was really just totally wiped out, and that's when we started getting a clue that maybe we picked up uh, COVID in Laredo, Texas. I spent the next two weeks in bed, and that's a literal statement, uh, by the way, and so I would get ready for bed at 5 p.m., and then I would sleep from 5 p.m. till 10 a.m. the next morning. And then I would come downstairs and I would take a nap from 10 15 in the morning to about 2 or 3. And then between 2 and 3 and 5, I would be preparing for bed again and then go to bed for 5 at 5 o'clock and sleep till 10 the next morning. And so that was pretty much my entire. <laughs> 
life for for two weeks. Uh, to say that I was exhausted uh, would be a gross understatement. I was exhausted. It wasn't just uh, exhaustion and tired and being wiped out. Uh, it was lethargy. Uh, maybe you could say apathy. Uh, I was very lethargic. I was moving around in a comatose uh, state. I was apathetic. And to understand that, I mean, I am a what people would call a workaholic. I can work 18 and 20 hour days uh, with a blink of an eye. And that's the way I have been, you know, for six decades. And that's all I've ever known is to be able to work, work hard and to have a continuously running motor. I mean, that's just, it's not a spiritual thing at all. That's just the way that God has wired my body and I have a consistent motor and I can work consist. I can work for long periods of time. And so when I say that uh, I really just didn't care if I did a podcast, I didn't care if I wrote an article, I didn't care uh, if I jumped uh, on the forum and answered a question, I didn't care if I did a direct message to our supporting community. I do five direct messages a week, Monday through Friday. <laughs> I didn't do I didn't do any. And so the lethargy was at an all-time high. The apathy was huge. Procrastination was also at an all-time high. I ha I would make goals for each day in my mind, and then I would promptly put them off until the next day. I just didn't care, and that went on for two weeks running. And I, I'm still struggling with some of that now. Some of the other symptoms, I had a dry mouth, um, which was a went on for a few weeks, also had headaches. Uh, there were three or four days where my head was spinning, where the room was spinning around. And then I had those darn hiccups for about five days in a row, uh, which was a response to the steroid that my doctor uh, gave me. And so the hiccups were about 15 hiccups per minute for five days running. And so that was no fun either. Now, one of the upsides is I had no appetite and so that was nice so I did lose a few pounds I'm always I'm always up for losing a few pounds uh, I also had no desire to hydrate and my doctor was appropriately fussing at me to hydrate but again it goes back to the lethargy the apathy the procrastination I'll drink a little something tomorrow or later this afternoon uh, but I wasn't hydrating well and I think if I would have been drinking more uh, things would have gone better more quickly. Uh, but nevertheless, no appetite, no desire to hydrate. I did not have a fever the whole time. I was hot and cold at different times, though my body temperature was from 95 to 98, and it pretty much stayed within that window. And so I didn't have a fever, even though I could be hot and, and just throw off the blanket, or I could be shivering cold and pulling the blankets uh, back on me. My oxygen levels will also dip down to about 88 uh, percent and it should be around 95, 96, which is what it is now. And so there was uh, a few days there where we were concerned about my oxygen levels because breathing was hard. I had a cough for a few days, had a sore throat because of the cough. I did maintain a sense of smell, but my sense of smell is not that great anyway. And so I can't really report to you 
if I lost anything or not because I just don't have that great of a sense of smell. Anyway, I did have an altered sense of taste, uh, and I still have that. It's coming back to where things are starting to taste uh, more normal, uh, but uh, it was skewed just a little bit. I, I continue to have my taste buds were working, but they were, let's just say they were were whacked. And then finally, uh, I had a good bit of insomnia during this time, but that was mostly because my schedule was so messed up, as I was sharing with you earlier, going to bed at 5 p.m., getting up at 10 a.m. the next morning, napping from 10 to 15 to 2 or 3, and then preparing for bed at 5 p.m. By the time I started coming out of this, um, insomnia was difficult for a few days because I was trying to force myself to stay up so that I could sleep at night. My clock is pretty much fixed now. Uh, I have a couple, I've had a couple bad nights, but for the most part, the insomnia, uh, is gone, gone away. And so there's the symptom list that I had, but then I would just encourage you again, not to make comparisons and, you just take it for what it is. Each sickness journey is unique, and so comparing, I, I just I just would not uh, recommend that. Now, some people have asked, uh, and of course, this is an ongoing conversation on our community forums about the vaccination or not. I have already answered that question in the last podcast. I stated that. I have we have chosen not to vax or to get the vaccine. I'm not going to repeat that information here. You can read uh, that podcast, that article if you want. It's a 2200 word response to a lady who came to our forum was asking the question about uh, the vaccination and I did disclose in that article that we you know as a family have chosen not to do that but that had nothing to do with COVID in a sense. Uh, we have always been anti-vax, uh, anti is too strong. We, we have personally chosen not to get vaccinations whenever we could scoot around the issue. Uh, we did get shots when we you know, have traveled internationally, um, but as far as vaccination is concerned, uh, we're just not a family uh, the way we think about body integrity, uh, we just choose not to put those things in our body, and that's a personal choice that we make. Uh, but again, you have to work through that. Uh, uh, you have to work through that uh, with your friends and your family and your medical community. Uh, we do have an outstanding doctor. He's been my doctor for a long time now, and he walked with us uh, through this journey. Uh, he prescribed various medications and so forth, and uh, really he was a godsend, and uh, things really changed the closer that we stayed uh, in touch with him. And, of course, he was checking in on me uh, daily as well and monitoring everything uh, from a Zoom cyber perspective, uh, but that's the way a lot of the medical work is, is done these days. Now, when I say that we've chosen not to vax, I, I also I, I think it's important to state as well, each person's health is different, and you need to understand that. I mean, historically, I work out 
uh, four to five days a week at the Y. I haven't uh, consistently this summer, and of course I haven't in the month of August because I just don't have the strength. But my point is, is that I regularly exercise, and if I'm not working out at the Y, I walk, and so I I do regularly exercise. I'm also not overweight. I also moderate what I eat. I don't eat like a pig. Uh, also, I have normal sleep habits, and I don't have any alcohol or smoking habits uh, either. And so when I say that I choose not to vax, you know, for a 62-year-old man, I am pretty healthy, but I've also made lifestyle choices uh, that are in line with what I'm describing to you here. If you don't work out, if you're overweight, if you don't moderate what you eat, if you have other vices that are that go against your health, then I, I don't know what to tell you. I honestly don't know what to tell you. Uh, there is no sense for any of us to be on Facebook and looking at before and after shots of, you know, this person, you know, they were fat and now they're not fat. And this person was this and now they're not this. Why in the world will we, at this point in the game, we know what we should be doing health wise. And if, if you're too lazy or you have such a lack of self-control as far as your eating habits is concerned, God help you. You know, maybe you should repent or get somebody to come alongside you and, and motivate you so that you can get your health within certain parameters. But it's important for me to say this because he said, well, Rick, you know, Rick doesn't vax, and, and so therefore I'm not. But let's say that you're 15 or 40 or 50 pounds overweight or you have other vulnerabilities because of the, some decisions that you've made. Well, then that's this this is my concern about making these types of of comparisons. And so I would just make the strongest appeal, you know, from a human perspective. And I'm speaking just from a human perspective that because of health choices from a human perspective that had a lot to do uh, with coming through this journey in a more desirable fashion than what it could be if I have a historical record of making poor health choices. And so if, if you need to be fussed at at this point, then consider yourself fussed at. And if you need some help for accountability, uh, please reach out to us. We're, now, we're not going to fuss at you. If you come to our forums and all of that, we're, we're not. That's not who we are. Uh, there was a lady on our forum this week. Her name was Nanette, and and one of the things she was saying something like that. that what she appreciates about our community is that we're not going to jump on anybody. We're not going. We're not going to fuss at anybody. It's a very civil community. But so I'm not saying it in a fussing way, but I. I am saying in a strong way because some people really need to kick their rear ends uh, in gear and take better care of themselves. There is way too much information out there for for anyone. Now I realize that you know I'm going to get three emails and they're going to say, well, you know, I have X Y Z and I can't do anything about it. Don't make this about you, okay? Uh, hear what I'm actually saying. 
I'm talking to the lazy person who can make decisions and, and get off your rear end, eat better, walk, get vitamin D, do what you need to do. There's so much information out there, and we, generally speaking, can do better. So please understand uh, from whom this fits, let it fit them. Uh, because, you know, I've just come through a very difficult time, and it was a scary time, and I know that it could have been a whole lot worse. But humanly speaking, there are some decisions, decisions that we can make, and I would encourage you, uh, not to delay if it applies to you. Now, as far as current health and future update, um, right now I'm working quarter days and half days. I'm still sleeping most days, uh, most of the time, uh, but I'm pushing myself just a little bit, uh, but not too much. I'm still under doctor's care. Uh, he's still checking in on me. And uh, the plan now is to work a moderate schedule uh, through September and into October. I trust that uh, once September is over, that will be two months of COVID and that my health will be back mostly. Uh, but my big goal here is to rest and to hydrate and not do too much. Uh, we did cancel our Trenton, Michigan conference. All the other conferences are a go. If you want to follow my speaking itinerary, then I would encourage you to subscribe to our free weekly e-blast. There's a link here that you could subscribe to. And also, if you want me to speak uh, to your uh, group, please, uh, this is a great time to get that on the calendar uh, for November, December, January, February of next year. Uh, I won't be doing anything in September, but uh, we have moved, we rearranged uh, some of our meetings, but this is a great time uh, to get me on your calendar. So please write into us and, and ask. Also, I want to thank our work world class team who kept things going uh, the, during the month of August. They showed me how dispensable I am plus how our ministry can continue into the next generation after the Lord takes me home. I could not be more encouraged to know that this ministry can function well without my oversight. And for those of you who continue to partner with us, it is you. It's our world-class team, and it is you that financially underwrite this ministry. And I just thank God for each and every one of you. And if you're in a position to help, uh, would you please consider supporting us? You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.